back. This is episode 64, and um, Pete, Pete's on holiday again. Can you believe it? <laughs> Pete's in California this time. So I think for the past five weeks, we've tried to record these podcasts. Every week is somewhere else. Uh, but how are you doing, Pete? You all right? You must be yeah, in California. I am not on holiday. I am not on holiday. <laughs> oh, come I'm on. working. <laughs> I'm busting my tail, you know. But yeah, I am in California. And uh, yeah, lo- loving that. So a little bit of a work play. But yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah, no, no, you're not complaining. You've just been uh, explaining to me the uh, finer things in life that you were getting on the company <laughs> the other night. All that fine, uh, fine liquor and stuff like that you don't have to pay for. But yeah, anyway, enough of that. Yeah, it's good to get the podcast on back to a, a little bit more of a focused uh, route after the last four or five episodes, which have been a great laugh. But uh, yeah, we've got we've got Rick back on, Rick McNamara of Embrace and Aviva, and uh, we're really excited about that. Uh, but we've found him in a bit of a bit of a sorry state, man. Uh, first, Rick, I mean, talk us through it. What what the hell's going down? Uh, so yeah, I was coming back from a gig um, the other night, um, about half past ten. And I was in the back uh, back seat. Uh, Nicole was the passenger. And a friend of ours was driving. And th- from out of nowhere, apparently, there was a fox or some animal ran across the road. Um, I mean, I was completely oblivious to it. But as I looked up, sort of the end of a wall was like coming straight down towards the middle of the car at about 40 miles an hour. And uh, so, yeah, so there was an almighty bang, like the kind of bang that you think, you you know, this is it, your number's up. And the car jumped about six feet into the air and landed about... 20 or 30 feet down the road engine fell out of it total write-off airbags went off completely and i kind of it was like one of those moments where you sometimes see people in a dinghy like in a view from above and you see a killer like a blue whale go underneath yeah 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 and you realize that the universe is just such a massive massively more powerful force and you're completely out of control and, and you know and your future's not in your own hands and it's just kind of one of those moments where i expected to look down and see like a 12 inch piece of glass stuck out of my chest or something Ugh. i kind of went kind of went bang and the shock and then i felt fine and then it was like right am i okay am i okay i don't know if i'm okay i need to get out of the car you know and luckily luckily we're all right yeah um, man so yeah four hours in a and e later an x-ray and an ecg scan and now i just can't laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you're on the wrong fucking podcast then. oh shit sorry mate sorry yeah sorry yeah it's, sorry. Keep, it's gonna be a serious yeah. podcast yeah. <laughs> shit sorry i'm sorry i've just fucked him up there honestly he's acting all cool but just he's talking like you just don't make me sneeze <laughs> yeah my rib, ribs in my fucking lungs oh shit i'm doing it again right, right. right it's not funny let's think about something that's not funny right okay uh, uh, yeah, but so apparently when you when you're traveling at 40 miles an hour if you come to a dead halt which we almost did mm. it, apparently my weight it exerts something like six and a half tons of pressure Oof, God. in the belt to mean, so to i've be got f- like a bruise all across my stomach to be fair it sounds like you've been really fucking lucky yeah yeah I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, how soon after it did it go through your mind? If it did, where you thought, fucking hell, I mean, that'd have made a cool music video of some sort. It's like a, a fucking camera <laughs> in the car, slow mo of your fucking washing machine. I mean, if you come out of it alive, man, do you know what I mean? Sorry, sorry. That yeah, glass flying everywhere and bags <laughs> coming out everywhere. And that G Force face that you get. <laughs> yeah, <the> slow motion. <laughs> Oh, Christ. Well, I mean, obviously, man, um, thrilled that you're fucking all right and able to, you know, walk away and tell the story about that. It sounds like, I mean, it could be, to be fair, it does sound like one of those things that's going to stay with you for a while. Do you know what I mean? Sort of that immediate shock of. That could have been a lot worse. Do you know what I mean? You can have those in the weirdest of situations, but I mean, that's a pretty serious one where you know your number could have very well been up there yeah but just i got home and uh i started s- sort of shivering which i think was shock, shock. absolutely like m- my lip was like quivering like <laughs> yeah um but yeah they gave us some like codeine and like a like quite a strong painkiller yeah mm. so that's that sort of floated off on a cloud to sleep but uh, it's been a bit funny since what about nicole and was nicole all right i mean similar well, kind of in the both in the same sort of same boat really yeah yeah um yeah both same injuries, sort of same sort of shocked expressions on our faces. Yeah, absolutely. So we're kind of laughing about it. We're laughing through it, which is painful, but mm. healing as well. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I guess it's good that you don't have any gigs to do or anything that you can like just sit home and relax, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a, I've got an embrace gig tomorrow night, uh, which is like a surprise birthday do that we're doing. For a friend of uh, uh, our drummers. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, so. wait a minute. This guy gets embraced to come in for his birthday? 
Well, you um, know, it's like you, Pete, is rolling in it, isn't it? I'm telling you. <laughs> My kind of guy. <laughs> well, if you need us for your birthday, Bash, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to take you up on that. So, yeah, man, I mean, um, you know, we, we don't need any excuse to have you on, as you know, but, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, you guys have just announced a new record then. Is, that, is this number eight? Yeah. Album number it's eight? Studio album, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it came together so quickly. Um it's kind of been a different process over lockdown. I don't know if I don't I can't remember the last time I was on whether we'd started that process or not. But it's been a case of kind of like sending Danny ideas over, like just little like voice memos off my phone, mm-hmm. and then you know with the chords, and we've kind of all been doing it. And then he he kind of tries to get ideas to stuff. And if he, if he's got something that he thinks he likes or is a goer, then he brings it back, and we kind of start to work it up. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we were in the studio probably as a band for I'd say three weeks tops right um and then i kind of you know went took it all away and sort of pieced it together yeah um with danny uh, and i kind of got individual members back to play you know bits or amends or repairs or whatever mm-hmm. uh so it's it's kind of been a really painless process which kind of like points to the future i think it's probably how we're going to take it forward um but there's some really good stuff on it man yeah it's, it's, like, it's really cool we've got a great sleeve as well artwork's amazing i don't know if tony showed it you no, no, what's the, what's the title? It's How to Be a Person Like Other People, is that right? Yeah, which is from, Danny's into like writing uh, like scripts, um, uh, like series, you know, like for, for Netflix and stuff, it's kind of, that's his kind of main thing now. Right, wow. And uh, so through researching that and sort of learning his craft at that, he, quite, he buys quite a lot of working scripts, I think they're called working scripts, where it's uh, the one that they use on set. Yeah. That which they which they make amends to as they go in, but that's the kind of start off point. And in that, um, it's one from the Joker. It's describing when he's like, "Have you seen the Joker?" When he's, he's doing that no. t- that TV. Oh, it's a great film, Pete. Come on. Mm. Um, he's doing this sort of like he's going to be on like a TV show. Uh, you know, Robert De Niro's TV show. Yeah, and he's kind film. of studying studying other people that go on it. Uh, how they walk, how they smile, how to be a person like other people is what's in the working script. So oh. it's kind of culled from that, really. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they won't sue us for that because it's not a actual finished <laughs> film. <laughs> we, went on the, we went on the stage using the Matrix sample for fucking about six years. No one ever said, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, nice. You know, I thought it was more that... Uh, I thought it was... I know Danny had uh, said... I read an article where Danny was talking about how you know he met his wife like about 10 years ago, and uh, yeah. she, in general, has been teaching him, uh, in, just in general, just to be maybe more empathic, to just, you know, just becoming a, a, yeah. a better human in general. And I kind of yeah. related to that, because I have a si- similar situation where I was just a, you know, I was a version of me, and then when I got married, you know, my wife definitely made me a better person. <laughs> and I yeah, when I read sure. that, I was like, oh, that's that's a, that's a an interesting, uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will relate to that. I don't know that that's exactly what it means. I think your version seems a little bit more exciting, but... <laughs> No, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's exactly the same thing, you know, that's kind of the whole thing behind the the notion is that we're all the same sort of yeah. fundamentally. You know, we all behave the same largely unless, you know, there's mental illness or something going on. Mm. But um but yeah, it's kind of like I think because of what's ha- what's happened in his life when he saw that line it really resonated with him. That's kind of how lyrics come to, I think. You see Absolutely. something that might not that someone else might not, you know, even clock it, you mm. know. But if it means something to you, it really jumps out of the page, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I saw how how is this process? I mean, you talk about this process being one that you think is going to be indicative of how you're going to work in the future. How's it how's it bearing resemblance to how you've worked in the past? Then, um, well, when we first started out, we used to go to a rehearsal room for times a week is this is this in, like is this music. when you were a goth band is this back in them days yeah well <laughs> yeah back we were described as that yeah yeah like the music yeah uh, <laughs> so, indie uh, goth indie goth he's trying not to <laughs> yeah. laugh here he's trying <laughs> so we do that like you know go and set the gear up you know four times a week go pack the gear down four times a week and then make as much noise as we possibly could and mm-hmm. uh, and everyone playing as hard as they could for that length of time yeah, like, like the music yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess um but it, it kind of it didn't really bear as much fruit for us i don't think um and it wasn't until we got like a review saying that we, we were goth you know that we saw oh, fucking hell we need to we really need to change what we're doing and then you know we started writing songs that were more songy mm-hmm. um, yeah so so then the first album was kind of written along the same process but like um 
round at Mike's house. I think we talked about that before with yeah. the LSPD and yeah. yelling into, you know, four of us yelling. Um, and then we'd pour over it and second guess absolutely everything. And we'd be in on the, you know, where the snare microphone was going to, you know, we'd be, you know, with headphones on, micing up guitars. And then we'd do a take and then I'd do it on a Telecaster. And it'd be like, ooh, Telecaster, should it be a Stratocaster? And I'd do it on a Stratocaster. And yeah. every decision had to be like, you know, committee meeting, which is which was really tiring. Same again for the second album, I guess, although that was a bit more fun because we were jamming and, you know, Tristan Noel sort of... Um, it's quite a funny, funky kind of guy, you know, he wants to keep things light. And so that was quite a lot of jamming and, you know, spliffing out. Uh, <laughs> but again, at the same time, bringing songs along, you yeah. know, sort of mixing the two. And we've kind of, it kind of got to like, with, when we did the fourth album with Youth, and he's kind of, he steers you, he doesn't let you, he doesn't suffer any of your bullshit. If I want a bit more top end on my guitar, he starts freaking out that we're wasting time. It's like, it's a fucking guitar, man, fuck's sake. <laughs> You must be going mad up, no. <laughs> so Your southern accent's realize... as bad as mine, I just have to say. <laughs> that's, not, that's his southern accent, not mine. Um, <laughs> so, um, so we kind of got a, maybe a better sense of what was important from that experience. And then this new day, which was the f- fifth, I think, that was all about jamming and just piecing songs together from out of nowhere, really. It took us about nine days to write. Um you know, and it's kind of like that process has been more and more get out of your own way, you know. Mm. Come up with an idea, root it through as a band. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, move on. Don't, like, go, well, that I know that guitar is good, so we're going to work on that guitar for the next six months. Yeah. You know, blocking the path for any other creative ideas that might come along. In the meantime, we're going to work on it and we're going to fucking beat it to death. Mm. And it might take you, you know, a year to finish it. And it's only ever as good as that one guitar line, which isn't a song, you know. So, so I think it's getting, it's, it's bad perspective, you know. The older you get, the less you give a shit about silly things like that, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can identify with that as well, um, creative process-wise. Um, but, so, I mean, it must be, I mean, it sounds like a, I mean, would you say that you're still um, driving things from a production sense, as you have done sort of on the last couple of records? I think I really drove the, um, the Tally's album, which has got, refu- you know, the one you yeah. came over to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I wouldn't let go of the steering wheel on that and then anybody challenged me and, you know, woe be tied. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, nah, nah, don't like that. That's not going on. Not a fucking chance. Right. Um, and then that, I mean, I, I really thought that was going to sort of relaunch us and, you know, um, maybe get more um, uh, critical praise than it did. I remember saying I wanted I wanted to get a good review in Clash, which it did, and then afterwards it like literally meant nothing. And it's like, well, mm. why was that such a fucking issue? Yeah. Why, did I, why did I want that? You know, to be respected by your peers, kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they wrote a big long review, which I agreed with every word in it, slagging off our past things that we'd done, and then saying how good the new one was, and then. I think at the end of it, he said something like, "And it's you know, but it's not something that the editors haven't done three times before." It's like for fuck's sake, eh? they give, they take away. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, completely. Um, so then, and then the, the album after that, I was kind of going through a divorce. So my, you know, my fight was elsewhere at that point. So I was kind of like, I was there, and I was coming up with the goods. But um, if someone else had an, had an idea, I'd go like, "Yeah, okay, let's try that. That's fine." Yeah, you didn't, you know, didn't have the well, range. And that album worked out really well. I mean, it's got some fucking great songs in as that album. Um, I think after if we start at track four, it's like maybe one of our best albums. Yeah, yeah. It's just the first three, the singles that like get on my tits. Um, <laughs> and then this this new one, again, it's kind of like Danny's pretty much driven the sort of writing of it and, you know, he's been pushing all the way. Um, and I think with, with songs that Danny brings sometimes, it's like I don't always hear it first time, me and the band. We're kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't really see that. And then we'll try and get something to it. And if something comes, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. And then he'll go, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> like claim full like, ownership of the ideas that everyone's going with. Uh, but then sometimes they don't get anything. And then he blames us. Because <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't come up with the goods. Um, but yeah, I'd say he's given, kind of driven it more, this one. Um, but the, I've kind of like respecting the process is kind of like leading me down. You know, the next one will be probably come out quite quick, actually, I would have thought, if we're going to do it the same way. If we stay yeah. still together, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's that's an interesting point. I mean, how does how has something like that changed over the course of eight records? Do you know what I mean in terms of relationships in the band and sort of dynamics and things like that? Have have they largely remained the same? Yeah, 
Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. We kind of slot into our into our little our little piece of the you know the clockwork. Yeah, we're all a cog each. Yeah, um, and we all fulfil certain roles. There is a little bit of like you know cross pollinization or whatever where someone might do someone else's normal job. Or but we've all got our little. I remember once we did an interview with Q Magazine, and the, um, I think it was Lucy O'Brien that did it, and she she got us all on our own and asked us all individually what our role was within the band. And Interesting. Each one of us said, every single one of us said, I think my role is keeping the band together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that at least everyone's on the same page. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. mean that, yeah. look at you, you're all right, don't fucking laugh. Honestly, man, this guy is walking wounded. Just, just because it's like everybody in the band thinks all the other members are not bits. <laughs> Yeah. If it wasn't <laughs> for me, <laughs> yeah, we'd be <laughs> fucked. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so there is that. Um, well, yeah, I know you guys have, uh, you know, with with COVID and everything, and everybody having to change their lifestyles. I know you were definitely one of those guys that uh, I really, I really, I found it cool how you really embraced it. You started doing stuff internally. I mean, Alora did stuff uh, at your house. You guys were streaming things, and you had like your own little mini studio. I also know that you have, you guys have your own Patreon and our patron. And uh, so, have you been? Have you been sharing the journey of this album through uh, with your fans yet? Or well, I mean, that was the full intention was was to do that because obviously there's only a finite amount of stuff that we can put out on Patreon. We put out three tracks a month, which are things which have you know a bit like two pack sort of thing, things that are sort of left in the cupboard, yeah, unfinished that have got legs that we think need to be heard but maybe not released mm-hmm. as a body of work. And there's a lot, a lot of good stuff in there, but obviously that's that's a finite a box, yeah. So what we thought would happen was we'd start working on this record and that box would be replenished with all the, the audio and the video ideas that we'd capture along the way through this big, long journey. But because the band were only in for like three weeks mm-hmm. and it was like proper, uh, you know, what's the word, like the military, like it's like point and shoot. Yeah, yeah, very precise and military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like we'd get there at 11 and I'd be like, right, this idea, right, try that, try it a bit faster. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right, okay, yep, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Right, next. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like the, the speed it went at. But I mean, I, um, I suppose after eight albums, though, you're going to have a lot of that sort of process. Even though you're trying different ideas, a lot of the process of trying different ideas is tried and true, is it not? Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, I mean, I always say that when we get in the studio, we just, when we start playing, you know, we immediately sound like Embrace, which is, is a gift, really, because to get that as a band is a really... It's like, it's like the hardest thing to do. It's like, you know, being a millionaire, the hardest million to make is the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, once you know what your sound is or where you're comfortable, rather than sounding like all your influences like we used to do sort of thing. So we sort of sit down and, and make that noise. Um, but, and we're kind of like we fought it in the past, but we're kind of proud of it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys have your own sound for sure. I think that's really that's and that's kind of hard to do these days because there are for every band that does have their own sound, there are ten thousand other bands that sound exactly like something. And you guys have a very unique. Oh, that's embrace. You know, there's a humility in it. There's almost this anthem. Like it just there's a really quality. uh, It's there's a feeling when you listen to an embrace song and you know it's an embrace song. So and I think that's and that's a compliment because I don't hear that a lot. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Pete. Yeah, but that's kind of you know that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like it's a privilege to have that, really. It's your waspy yeah. vocals, mate. That's what it is. Your waspy backing <laughs> vocals just running to. Oh, that's definitely embrace. It's it's tickling my ear. That's definitely. Re- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did some singing with a uh, on a song that um, Ella did uh, last week, and when I put it on my phone, I could really hear my backing vocals. Well, I mean, I Lash. mean, you know, like it must be like a. It's almost like a fucking factory at moment. Your place, isn't it? It must. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm presuming Ella, I'm you know I'm presuming Ella does all her stuff in there. You've got Nicole. Uh, no, no, she works with a couple of guys over at, uh, in Leeds at Greenmount. Right. She got right. signed, right? She got signed, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's on uh, Dance to the Radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah. She's really talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's going really well uh, for her. Got a, the new song that we've done is like quite a rocky one. Which we've done here, which I think is going to be the single. I mean, it must be um, it must be really cool though having that sort of that, um, like I say, almost like a, all that stuff going on in terms of music around you. Do you know what I mean? All being a part of all different records and stuff like that, and you know, two bands as well. I mean, how how's that worked when you've been making the new Embrace record and you've been doing the Eva stuff? Because I mean, from what I've seen, you bloody taught you you know you bloody playing nearly every other night with Nicole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. 
it's this I, th- I guess there's a lot of hours in the day you know i mean I've, i haven't done a lot of it for for like a week now uh, i've kind of had a week off and the the crash is like certainly serving as an excuse not to get any work done but yeah we you know we're working on the next ep um we've kind of got enough songs for it and typically what we'd normally do is just put them out as they came but we're sort of refining the sound a little bit to be a bit more sort of um what's the word economical um with sounds mm-hmm. and everything has to be there it has to have a reason to be there rather than just that you know like oh it's you know it's cool man yeah. it's got to have a purpose and uh sort of a minimum min- sort of a minimalistic approach almost or, or sort of, yeah. yeah 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 kind of that yeah yeah so it's like you know it's no f- no sort of extra fluff that must be difficult for no you because you're i mean it? i know you're you know and in full uh, in full compliment mode i mean you know that's all that's what you're about in it exploring the full yeah, yeah. sonic oh, range yeah. and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's the full, yeah, it's the uh, wall of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a different approach. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that as well, you know. I still love that, but it just this really seems to suit us. Um, so we're trying to get trying to make it four songs down that with that aesthetic, and we've got two so far. Yeah, I mean, would you would you yeah. describe yourself as a workaholic? No, you wouldn't. I mean, because you must fucking work no. all the time, man. Um, yeah, but I kind of have to, have to I have to I have to wind up to it. Yeah, um, I can relate to right, that. It, I mean, it depends where I'm at in my, you know, my my menstrual cycle. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'm I, I'm at it all the time, and sometimes I just literally can't be asked to open the door. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like I look at the studio and I'm like, oh fuck, you know, piss yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> a, bit, a bit temperamental, maybe. Um, but oh, but yeah, when it, I mean it's, it feels it feels great when you know when you when you're really up for it and yeah. want to create. But I mean, I was saying you know to my son who's um, he's been sort of like feeling the sort of like pinch of turning eighteen and you know depressed and maybe you know a little bit lost. Um, mm. And I just say to him, look, mate, if you're feeling down, just do something creative, you know, because uh, it always puts you back on the right path. But I seem yeah. to be able to give advice but not take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's everyone's good at that. <laughs> So would I mean? Would you say that yeah, the, the sort of way you're approaching guitar has changed at all across any of this? I mean, or yeah, I think I think being being in Eva's really sort of updated how I approach it. Yeah, um, I would say it's like I used kind of we went through a bit of a, like an eighties sort of fanaticism sort of period because uh, I would never previously use chorus on on my stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's just something about it that like like. Ugh. You know, <laughs> chorus sucks <laughs> but now i'm kind of digging it and uh kind of got into like boutique pedals and stuff and they all kind of got their own personality and kind of falling in and out of love with it really i'm on a cycle i kind of like i get a load of pedals and an amp and i'll really be into that and honing it and getting all the all the wiring right and getting all the routing right and mm-hmm. the sounds just right and tweaking it and faffing about with it and then it'll get to the point where it, that feels like a grind and it's like, oh, fuck, I just need something that's like a bit more convenient. So then I'll mm. get like, you know, the axe effects and yeah. um, uh, like a floor pedal like you've got, which is programmed and you turn it on and it sounds exactly the same as it always does. Yeah. No worries. And then it's like, oh, that's getting a bit boring. So then I'll sell that and then buy a load of pedals and an amp and, you know. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the distortion that I used to have, you, you know, the big sort of PV Marshall distortion um, has been replaced. That was probably from a Britpop sort of influence, I guess. Mm-hmm has been replaced maybe with something a bit more refined, I guess. So what about the artwork then? What's what's the vibe with the artwork? I'm just I got it here. Well yeah. it's from the from the title, um, How to Be a Person Like Other People. I kind of we just we were having a meeting one day and I'd had this idea of if we just something really simple and like unpretentious but, but iconic. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to have like just cut the screen into four quarters and in each one of those segments quadrants would be a picture of something really mundane like really mundane but as a kind of and the inside would be the same sleeve after sleeve you get four pictures of things but the idea being is it serves as a sort of manual for someone who would maybe be born that day mm-hmm. uh, to show them what life on this planet's like mm. like a snapshot so <laughs> oh i've got it here yes. i've got it here Fucking hell! So like a like a belt buckle or a light switch or a, a mm. you know an apple with a bite out of it or you know a football or whatever a car just just things, and then we sort of took that to the band and then we sort of expanded on it and then the idea of like a mannequin looking into a room full of pictures and then Mickey uh, we we worked with an artist called Nathan McGrory that we've worked with before on the last uh, two albums, 
Uh, I think him and Mickey sort of had a big, like, you know, uh, brainstorm about it. Um, and he found this artist um, called Kessel, I think. What's, I can't remember his name. I always forget his name. But I think it's Kessel. And he, he uses, like, like, mountains of Polaroids in, like, a church or, like, a wall of Polaroids. And that kind of, like, gave us this sort of... I started to take shape. Um, so we had this mannequin looking into a room of all these pictures... There's like a robot, like an ex-machina kind of thing, if you've mm. seen the film Ex-Machina. Yeah. Um, and then we also had little stickers made. Oh, that was it. Yeah, we got the we got the fan fan base involved. We want everyone to send in a picture or pictures that either explain who they are, why they've become who they've become, or that are really personal to them or, or are really sen- sentimental. Mm. So, and then fr- from that, we got 5,000 photographs. <laughs> How many dick pics did you get? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, putting the putting the list together. So, I mean, there might be a few of those. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's surprisingly how many how many people like like cats in our in our fan base. So there's loads of pictures of cats. And oh, stuff. I'm bang up for that. Um, I love cats. I love cats. I mean, it's fucking stunning artwork. I have to say, it's it's amazing. It looks stunning. Yeah. So. so so we got we got Mickey got this an old friend of his to like print out all the the uh, photographs and then we spent a day sticking them all to these eight by four sheets to create this room that we stood this mannequin in and uh, we also had little uh, two inch by two inch stickers made and we covered the mannequin in these stickers, hmm. um, which is probably what Adam's yeah. seen now or what will have been on the screen I guess, um, and it's kind of including the fans in it. They're all buzzing on it, you know, when, they, when they see the photograph. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. Of course they are. But as we were doing this process of, like, photographing the mannequin looking into the room, uh, Mike, uh, Embracer's drummer, um, he's, like, a, quite a keen photographer. And there's, um, I think on the iPhone, there's, like, this mode you can use where it gets rid of the background and the background goes black. Yeah. Like, and the mm-hmm. foreground's, you know, really vivid. And he was just taking photos of the hand and of the body and of the back. He didn't actually take the cover shot, which I'm, sure he's probably a bit kicking himself about but then we got the, um, the photographer to come over um but it, it was kind of because it wasn't one that was on the the shot sheet if you if you know what i mean it was just like oh can we just do a few shots with this and he just went oh like one of its head one of its you know body whatever and that's the we only had one shot we didn't have any choices of it yeah. it was that one shot uh and when when the photos came back everyone just went whoa you know that's your guy right there and i'm really proud of it i think it might even be our, our best ever artwork it's you know, it's gonna look stunning on t-shirts and absolutely. And no, I'd, yeah. I'd say so. I mean, is that when you when you're looking at a piece of artwork like that? Is is you know is the final veto everyone's in that sense? Does everyone have to be buzzing about it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if if someone's not buzzing, you know, out of the five of us, then you know it's twenty percent shitter than it needs to be in it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a good way. To, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, man. Yeah, that's I mean, they're kind of the same it. with songs. You know, if someone really hates a song, then it'll it'll be like, oh, right, okay, I'm yeah, not it's not it. going. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool that you uh, invited the fans to take part in that. That's definitely something that you know I would, I would love to be part of a band that I love and actually know that I contributed to this artwork. That seems so epic. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, a few of them sent a few photos in, and because they, they were kind of like categorized into like pets, uh, selfies, uh, objects. The the objects took precedence because that was the the original idea. So yeah. they're the ones that when you see the room, um, I don't know if you got that there, Adam, but when you see the room, the objects are kind of like the main bit that's in sight. But then around right. all the edges and on the floor, everyone's picture got used, unless it had a logo in it. There are only right. like two or three of those. So everyone's so you on have, there So you use, you use, you use 5,000 pictures? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I think it was like five inch by five inch photographs on an eight by four sheet. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten sheets. Wow. Mm. Yeah. We've still got the room no, as well. The uh, we, we constructed the room within within an old uh, like church community or thing. And we had to do it. We had to get there early in the morning to stick the the, the cards to the to the eight by four sheets, sticker up the mannequin, do all the shots, construct the room, do all the shots, deconstruct the room, tidy the room before the yoga class came in at six o'clock. <laughs> Fucking hell, man, that's like rock and roll. roll that. <laughs> that's <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> Bet Bono don't do that. <laughs> And, and no, we did I, some I, press shots. <laughs> oh yeah, well I have to say on the press shots, I have to say Mike Mike wins uh, the most miserable looking per. He wins a competition <laughs> for. I really don't want to be here. <laughs> He's well, pulling the best band face in your picture. Well, we we'd been at it for like three hours at that stage, and it was cold when we were down. Like in, uh, I think we did it at um, Heaton Park. 
yeah. in uh, in Bradford near where Mickey lives. But then it's like, right, let's go on the moors. <laughs> so we drove like 30 minutes and it was like Forrest yeah. Gump weather where the rain's going sideways. <laughs> it's like, quick, take the fucking shot. <laughs> It's, it just reminds me of being in that fucking uh, that derelict warehouse in Bradford, yeah. like with pigeons shitting on us and stuff. Just being like, "You better hurry up and take your fucking photographs. I've had enough of this shit now." Yeah. That's how you all look. Perfectly yeah. captured that moment. Yeah, yeah, God, it was cold. It were like, right, uds down. <laughs> we all have us uds up, and it like, right, uds up. <laughs> Click, snap, snap, grin, grin. So when um. So when are you, when what about touring then? When does the tour start? Uh, we've got a tour in it's September, so it's like uh, it's like early September. And it's like decent shows as well. It's like Manchester Apollo and Brixton Academy and Nottingham Rock City. You know those kinds oh, nice, of nice man. Yeah, decent size. You know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I'd get to play them those places again. To be honest. Yeah, Ab- Aberdeen is first in August, is right. You're going to be in Aberdeen, right? In August? Is it in August? I thought it started in September. It might be yeah. August 31st. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tickets right, available yeah. on Ticketron. Yeah, sends- yeah. Yeah, it sends, uh, it sends a shiver, <laughs> sends a shiver up my spine when you mention Manchester Apollo and Benjamin's like, and it's funny when you say, you know, because I thought you'd never get a chance to play them again. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are f- just fucking amazing rooms to play, aren't yeah. they? Absolutely, just it sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brixton as well, man. Well, that, that's the sound check, anyway. You sound check this down, it goes. Have a bit more, bit less echo in my monitors. <laughs> no, you got to wait till there's a good yeah. few thousand people uh, in so there. They're saying it'll be better when the punters get in. Kind of gets rolled out, doesn't it? Trotted yeah. out at that point. Yeah, yeah, man. So you're doing it old school. Do you know what I mean? Sleeper buses and all that stuff. Old school touring. Probably that's how we do it. Yeah, generally, because it's more expensive to get yeah. hotels. Yeah, we did a we did a couple mm-hmm. of tours where we had a splitter bus um, that was driving us around, but it's just like so it's so tiring to like do a gig, you know? Yeah, get drunk as always. And then get a splitter bus to the hotel, check in, go to your room, and then it's like, right, we need you up at 11 or 10. You know, we've got to drive eight hours to the next one. It's like, right, okay. So then you're groggy yeah. and you're getting out of bed and, you know, you need to go to the toilet and ugh, mm. it's pain yeah. in the ass. So yeah, yeah. buses is the way, I think. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'll wholeheartedly agree. We've only got a splitter for these shows, but I mean, it's only two shows, isn't it? It's yeah. only two shows. Um, What's the other show? Is it Scotland? Is it? Well, it's just ba- it's Barrowlands, yeah. Warm Up. Oh, wow. Amazing. Glasgow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of them. And, you know, that's, I mean, to be honest, that would be on my list of venues yeah. that I'd love to play again. I mean, it's not probably not quite on the same grand scale as places like um, Brixton and the Apollo. But, I mean, in terms of, like, vibe, it's what date one is of that? the best in the world. What date is that? I might go up to that. That, um, that will be, oh, Pete. Pete will probably know better than me. Well, it's the gig, the Leeds one's June 2nd, uh, which means the Barrowlands one is the 31st. It's May 31st. And I will be there. But I will warn you, I will warn you that I've been told that if you go, you will get robbed. They will throw, they will throw (laughs) piss at you. Uh, Yeah, I've been warned by everybody that I'm, I'm going to certainly be a victim in this, in this venue. So that that is not what you've been warned about, Pete. It's just when you were turning around saying, well, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring my 8K camera. I'm going to bring all this gear. I'll be set up. I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, you might have all your expensive gear flattened. By you know some <laughs> flying human, uh, do you know what I mean? Or like, as I said, you know they had a beer fight, didn't they? Before we went on, do, where do you think that's going? Like, in fact, when I went on stage, it was like, oh, brilliant! So after it went over my fucking pedal board, did it? Yeah. So it'd be go- going over your 8K camera, Pete. That's why I'm just trying. I am trying to protect you, my friend. It's a form of pro- this is pit. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm looking out for you here, and all you keep saying, you know, it's like. I don't know what you're trying to imply. I'm just looking out for you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a sheet of uh, clear plastic that I used to put over my pedals for that kind of thing. So yeah. you can sort of see yeah, through yeah. it, Absol- see where the buttons are. Yeah. It's a big oh, pot of piss comes read- flying re- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was reading something on Twitter the other day where they were like, oh, I saw what hole when they were so loud they blew the PA. We didn't blow the fucking PA. Some bloke put his beer on side of it and then went, way and knocked it and it fell straight in desk. That's why the bloody sound went off. It was enough to do with blowing cyst. Yeah. Yeah, never let the truth get in the way of a good story, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you say you say that the next record will be along pretty quick, you think? I mean, is that just in terms of like how you're feeling creatively or how easily this one came together? It's kind of like trusting the new process, yeah. I mean, Danny's coming around next yeah. uh, next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, to, um, to start working on it. You know, we've got a track that we, we want to 
start it with. I think we're going to do like a bridging EP as well, like you know, go old school and keep the uh, the assets coming. <laughs> four track, just like a four track. Probably, number. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure when the. Uh, I'm not sure when we're actually coming out with the single. I mean, the album's selling really well. It's already sold more than the last one did in its in, in its entire run. It's already sold. I mean, how are you selling week. it then? Are you, are you? How's it going out? You yeah, can pre-order it's, it. It's through Townsend. Oh, you're doing it through Townsend, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they've sold more. We've sold more of it than the last one. No one's heard any music yet, so I'm wondering if it's the music that's killing us. <laughs> <laughs> just build the hype. Just build the. <laughs> Never actually release that ever. <laughs> um, so have you got have you got all your sort of single? Are you going to do like singles and stuff like that? Have you got all your singles mapped out? Yeah, yeah. Let me just. Uh, I've got a timeline here. You know, Tony sends us date sheets out. Yeah, yeah. So May tenth is the first single, DSP single. Right. Um, nice. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say what what it's called. No, 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 don't, 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 don't invoke Tony's wrath. Honestly, off go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's coming up, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the album cover now too. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, that is a really cool, the mannequin and everything. So is it is the art? So the art shoot you're going to spread that across the singles? Are you sort of different variants of it, or is it going to be? Yeah, well, know, I think, I think the shots that? that that Mike did uh, of the hand and like the side of the body with the arm off and you know the torso. Nice. And stuff, those are going to make up the other the other sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Yeah, That's nice. pretty cool. Nice. But yeah, the the first singles quite. A, it's probably my favourite song on the album, which is unusual for us to do that. The last time we did that was Refugees, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, normally the single gets paid by maybe a, a radio plugger who picks something that's perhaps a little more broad than I'd like. Yeah, well, yeah, we've had them discussions, haven't we? And I remember yeah. myself with a uh, oh, Radio One will play that. And you're like, oh, yeah, fucking brilliant. Nice one, thank you. <laughs> yeah. What about music videos then? You're you doing videos and stuff? Because, I mean, like, videos like... Videos for refugees that you I mean, I know that were a couple yeah. of albums ago now, but still just really, really cool videos you guys have always come out with. Yeah, yeah, it was a banger that one. Um, yeah, that was sunny, oh, that awesome. one, yeah. carrying sunny up Beacon Hill up the road. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've just done like, um, again, Mickey's uh, shot like a, a lyric video to the first single or two, I think. Um, but the first, the first proper music video we're doing will be in July. And it's right. uh, it's like a, it's kind of a semi-animated kind of affair where it's kind of like not take on me, but that kind of thing where it's us graphicked to look, yeah, to look like we're way. animated with like weird animations nice. thrown in. Yeah. Um, and Alex is on with that at the moment. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah, but I wasn't having a particularly good hair day that day, so hopefully he can <laughs> draw some good hair on. <laughs> I might need his phone number if he's drawing hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have that as well, please. Thank you. I'll have that. I'll have that. Get, get a little sharpie on it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, went to uh, Century Twenty One in New York. The uh, you know the clothes store. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I was buying a. I was going to a wedding, so I was trying to buy a suit. And I was wearing pretty scruffy clothes, I've got to be honest with you, like flares and a, you know, a long sleeve T-shirt. And this guy <laughs> came over to me who was working in the store to kind of like try and sell me a suit. And he was kind of like having a bit of a dig about what I was wearing. And he'd drawn his skin hair on. <laughs> just painted his hair on his head. <laughs> I thought I'd be, I'd be buggered if I'm taking fucking fashion tips off someone who's drawn his hair on this morning. <laughs> I didn't buy it. Uh. <laughs> oh, you cracked me there, man. How did that not make an embrace song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll come out at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. So how's the music rehearsals going? Well, well, well. Um, I mean, I've well, seen a few I mean, of them sound good. Yeah, yeah. The, the ones we've had have been great, to be honest. I mean, we've been pretty COVID hit. I Phil had COVID one week, and then Stu had it next, and then mm. I had it. Do you know what I mean? So we've literally had quite a quite a chunk of the rehearsals, uh, right. sort of uh, that have gone by the wayside. But I mean, you know, us lot, it was fucking always like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just. We're just useless. We're absolutely <laughs> useless. We're absolutely honestly. You fucking we're just like oh oh shit. It's in three days. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, You'd be oh, having production yeah. rehearsals and that though, won't you? We're have. I mean that uh, that is kind of what we're all um, uh, well relying upon. You know, no, we're all like, look, we've got a week because we're in. I don't know if you know it. You probably will do in the. 
I don't know it. No, is that um, Jim DeBarker's place? I'm not sure, but it's a it's a venue um, that, and we're just setting up full production rehearsals in there and doing it for a week, pretty much. Although I don't really know if I want to put that out. Because yeah, I was gonna say fucking people turning up for. <laughs> yeah, we will be here this day rehearsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You best, uh, you best find a way to just tweak that peak so I don't actually say exactly where we are. But yeah, we're going to be doing like a week's full production rehearsal, um, which is going to be that's that uh, that's going to be, that's the thing that's providing with all all a bit of comfort at the moment. Because I mean, you know, like we're fucking we're shitting ourselves, man. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah, done yeah. it for. I mean, even well, yeah, even other lads. I mean, the other lads have done it more recently than I have, and obviously Rob still keeps his hand in going on stage, you know, mm. recently with Kasabian and obviously with Mike and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, I mean, you you were present at last time I fucking did a gig at Leeds, right. you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, pretty pretty nervous about it, to be honest. I mean, it'll fly but by, won't it? You know, you'll be on stage and then your nerves will kind of gone by track two and then next thing you look down and yeah. it's second song from end and you'll be like, oh shit, I want to do all that again now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, luckily we get we do get to do it twice, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it at quite some length actually about how it's, it's it's difficult that it's so fleeting, do you know what I mean? In the, yeah, yeah. are you not going to do like, I mean, I suppose you can't say if you are or not, but you're not going to no, do No, I mean, it's, uh, we've, and it's not that there's nothing planned, no. Just in terms of people's availability and stuff like this, and mm. I don't, I don't know. Do you know? What I mean? But but no, there's no plans. And obviously, I'm going through the release of my record and stuff right now. So that's kind of you know that's kind of what's taking up a lot of my focus. Yeah. Writing um, back to all that stuff. But yeah, I, I absolutely looking forward to the gigs. But yeah, can't deny I'm a bit a bit fucking nervous about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting though. It's exciting yeah, man, rather than yeah. nervy, isn't it? It'll be a blast. It'll be a blast. I just hope it. Do you know? I've talked about it before. Where you know, say that a time where we flew all the way out to Fuji and did like one gig and then flew back and gig with shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or it we, where you where you where you walk away anyway, thinking that could have been a damn sight better. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And it's fair enough if you've got a load of them in a row and you're just like, yeah, tomorrow will be better. But when when it was like one thing like that and like, well, you have this you know, little ritual before we go on stage. Sometimes if it's if it's a big show or if we're, we're kind of worried that it's going to pass us by and it's like, right, we're third song in, everything's going fine. We've looked, Tom's given us thumbs up. Everything sounds great. You know, we've looked at the monitor. Everyone's happy with the monitors. We're about to go into, you know, just visualizing it going well. You know, we're about to go into mm. one of our big songs. The crowd's loving it, you know, and then it's like, and then we go out and you walk on and you feel like you're about to start the third song rather than the first one. Oh, that's nice. Power of the mind. Yeah. Mm. So then you don't have that kind of woo rabbit in the headlights kind yeah. of shit, you know. Should I be? Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's weird because I mean, like all that sort of stuff, you get, you know, like you get used to it, experience. But for me, what I'm sort of foreseeing is, yeah, it's all well and good doing all this practice, practicing on your own, practicing in the practice room, but that doesn't that doesn't prepare you for the nerves of performing in front of that many people it's just like penalties do you know what i mean in football you practice yeah, fucking yeah. penalties all day you never miss as soon as you're in front of you know fifty thousand people yeah. you couldn't hit a barn door are you, are you gonna start with it, an easy song well i mean <laughs> yeah we'll just start we'll just starting start with fire have, man <laughs> no starting with the dance you know obviously we're starting with the dance yeah. always start we start with the dance i mean like you say i'm pretty sure as soon as them first i mean I've, again i've talked about it before but as soon as phil comes in on dance and i, I yeah. hear him on that ride it's going to be like I when I saw well, Stone Roses, it's going to be like you're going to do opening bars and that'll be the last notes that you'll hear all night because everyone's just going to sing every single note back at you. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's yeah, well, it's going to be one of those gigs where it's like for. 90% about the audience, you know. It's like a barrel Absolutely. That, definitely. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I think has been, I've been trying to sort of make people realise that it, it, it's not necessarily, I think a lot of people see this as um, like a, a redu- like like we're back properly, do you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's kind of more of a, se- it's kind of much more of a celebration is this. But so very much like, because I know Rob's really nervous about his voice and stuff. Um, so it's going to be massively beneficial if everyone screams the songs at the top of the lungs yeah, yeah man that's everyone's gonna, gonna be that's right. gonna make it yeah. that's it i mean no one's gonna no one's gonna want us to fail no one's gonna go to that gig and want us to fail do you know what i mean mm. and we're not we're, you know we're not as young as we were and we hadn't done it for a long time and you know we're gonna put on a fucking good show don't you ever doubt that but at the same time you know we're gonna be a bit there's gonna be an element of us being a bit green but i'm sure 
I'm sure muscle memory will kick in. We did it for we did it for twelve years, <laughs> like you know, proper hardcore. I'd like to think muscle memory will kick back in. And in terms of the nerves, not not even playing the songs, you know, like playing the songs, it, it, it's in your blood, in it, it's in your bones, yeah. it just comes out here. But it's just that thing, that thing on your shoulder that goes, I'm going to confuse you now. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? You're in front of so many people, you're gonna you're gonna get to Long Road, and you're gonna be like, how the fuck do you play that? <laughs> looking down at your hand like it's someone else's <laughs> exactly exactly like oh um so i can't lie i can't lie i mean do, do you ever get any kind of nerves about shows no i don't any. sorry oh you mean rick go ahead sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah 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 i do yeah um yeah there's times when i'm on stage and i like literally can't remember how the next bit goes yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and you just got to walk. Well, sometimes I just I just stop playing, or I just play something that I know is going to work over it. Hmm. Until you until you hopefully remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few times that's that's kind of happened. I remember we did a gig in Liverpool. It was in a centre town. What was it called? Now was it Victorious? Or was that in Portsmouth? It was the one where the second date got cancelled, and there was backstage right. before we went on because we hadn't rehearsed. And I'm like, I fucking dad, don't even know how these songs go. <laughs> so I was like outside the stage, like rehearsing how to play the songs. And getting to the middle, I'm like, how does it go? What's What key are you playing it in? <laughs> Before we went on stage. And then we went on, oh, well. played the first bar, and then the, the, the PA wasn't on. Oh. Because the guy, the oh, guy that man. plugged the PA on had gone for a sandwich and had forgotten to, like, <laughs> tell us how to plug it in. <laughs> so I stood on stage like melons, like... Everyone's uh, like buzzing, waiting for us to, you know, intro music had finished. <laughs> so we went back <laughs> off again. And I got off stage and carried on learning how to play tunes. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you those valuable seconds you needed to actually remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was those yeah. those vital moments where you remembered how to play the song. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to have faith that, you know, the universe is going to step in uh, and help you out. Yeah. That's, and did, on this particular occasion, when you got to the bits in your song, you didn't realise, did it? Did, oh, it did a great gig. Kick in? Yeah, it was a banging gig, yeah. And when, when the PA, yeah. because it had been, everyone used to it sounding rickety, because the PA hadn't kicked in. When it did kick when in, it, it came went on. fucking boom, yeah. you know, and all the audience went, yeah. nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, added to it, you know, more than anything. Absolutely. Well, it's drama, isn't it? It's a natural drama that you have in a show. Like when we had that power cut, the rocket or cockpit, and it was rocket, wasn't it? And uh, everyone just sang truth and kept going, and power yeah. came in just at the right time when we were supposed to kick yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, just it's little moments, little, yeah. Yeah, because mental roof comes off when stuff like that happens because everyone feels like the part of it, like they've helped out. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an experience. Like a tribal yeah, yeah, gathering, yeah. Yeah. Well, hell, uh, Rick, if if you do find yourself going to Barrowlands, hit me up because I'm definitely looking for a bodyguard. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you'll this, find this one. This guy's crocked. <laughs> this guy's crocked. He's been in a car crash. He's not. He's not protecting anyone. Yeah. I, f- I feel like an old man walking down the street at the moment. If anybody like bumped into me, I'd be just. On we the can floor protect each crying. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Sound rough that fucking car crash, yeah. but absolutely uh, buzzing. You are all right, as I'm fucking sure you are, my friend. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Because I, I mean, it sounds like I could have been fucking awful, man. Because I mean, for, for you, you can have fairly innocuous stuff in cars, can't you? And end up with all sorts of shit. So, well, that's it. I mean, you know, I mean, I wasn't, you know, gonna go away and e, but Nicole was kind of looking like she was in maybe more pain than I was, and it was like, right, I really need to get her down there to just for peace of mind, if if nothing else. And with the word, yeah. we oh, were yeah. close to like, you know, saying, ah, oh, fuck this, it's taking too long and leaving. Um, mm, lots of trouble with that, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, getting the getting the X rays and the scans and everything done, and it being okay is kind of because it does it. Yeah, what, it it's kind of like it, it's kind of weird. It's like um, it sort of develops a bit like a Polaroid picture because you get the initial bang and the shock, and then that the shock kind of takes away the pain, I think, from the adrenaline. Yeah. And then as the bruise kind of develops, it just kind of you start feeling it in places that you didn't realize were hurting. And you know, oh yeah, mm. it sounds like it sounds like you've already started writing a song about this, Rick. To me, it sounds like you've already, <laughs> <laughs> so you started using the using the life experience for another banger. There, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, like like crash bite primitives. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Matt, I mean, uh, so you're definitely coming to Leeds, though, anyway, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but if you're coming to Glasgow as well, just let me know, hit me up, and I will sort, hit me up, who am I? Fucking Pete Fletcher. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let me, (laughs) (laughs) just let me know, and I'll stick you on the guest list, obviously, Oh, there goes Um, my spot. (laughs) 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 Just got slid right off the list. (laughs) No, you're all right, you're all right. But yeah, I mean, I am conscious, mate, that you have been in a full impact car crash, and we've had you giggling and that for an hour now. So it's been great. we will let you, um, yeah, we will let you crack on about your evening. But 
Um, yeah, man, really looking Great forward to chat, it. Yeah. What are you, when's your, when you doing your solo stuff? When's that coming out? Well, that, that it's not finalised release date, but I've just started putting teasers out across socials and obviously to the website, www.adamnutter.com, where you can go to the bottom and sign up for exclusive news on all limited releases and cool stuff we're going to be doing. Uh, there's all, all kinds of stuff we've got planned, but it's just about, you know what Tony's like, about uh, working out when everything's rolled out, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely just starting to sort of get stuff going now. Uh, absolutely buzzing about it. Can you say what your first um, single's going to be? Um, I'd, I'm not sure actually. We've we've not actually we, we're not at that stage really. Um, we're still sort of putting everything together, and I've got we've got a few meetings this week with a couple of companies and stuff talking about different ways of uh, pu- putting it out and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's all stuff that I've I've always left to Tony, and it still works like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like Tony handles all that side of it. I just I'm just handling creative side, but yeah, it's going it's going really well. Um, it's nice having music gigs as like a positive this well i wouldn't call it a distraction do you know what i mean but obviously the the sort of root and heart of all this is is those reunion shows that's what's kind of yeah. reinvigorated me so it's cool to have those to look forward to as well um as much as they are going to be you know like a, a quite a fleeting thing but it's going to be fucking amazing isn't it? yeah yeah can't wait Absolutely. But yeah, man, uh, thank you for coming on again. Uh, hat trick ball, you got your hat trick now. You've been on the show three yeah, times. Yeah, do get like uh, a little badge yeah. and an an enamel <laughs> pin. You qualify for a yeah, t-shirt. We'll sort <laughs> abs- absolutely, yeah, we'll sort that. But yeah, man, look, really looking forward to hearing the record. And um, yeah, I mean, everyone should fucking check that stuff out and uh, get sent tickets to the gigs, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Pleasure as always. Nice one, and thanks to everyone for listening. We'll speak to you next week in a bit. Bye.